Welcome back to Check the Vending Machines. We are back after a week off. I am Jason, that's Zach. What's going on, man? Huh, you know, man, uh, not too much, man. Just trying to... I felt like this week one was... Um, so last week we didn't do an episode because you and Micah were uh, down at my place uh, to go to a Omega 64 show. Um, but I felt like this week was like me trying to catch up um, which I feel like always happens when I like hang out with people for extended period of time, which is just like, specifically I have it with like podcasts or it's just like, I just felt like I was just like trying to run through podcasts that I hadn't listened to. And then I got to day two of that and I was like, you know what, if I didn't catch up to it, then I'm just not going to catch up to it. So, right. Yeah. I mean, thankfully for, for me personally, I don't really have anything that I'm constantly watching or listening to right now. Yeah. So it doesn't really, it didn't really affect me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the only ones that I really kind of felt like that were, um, were the, the politics ones. But at that point, it's like most of them are, well, you know, Ben's daily, and then uh, the other one that I've started listening to, um, they only do it like three times a week. So it's like I don't know, it's not that big of a deal to me if I like miss one here or there. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter because within two days there'll be another. Yeah. Thing to get mad about yeah the only thing is being behind on uh sacred symbols because those episodes are like those are like drill rogan levels of like i mean the base for them i think is like three hours so yeah i don't need that yeah in my life it's a lot it's a lot to go through and i don't know if i'm gonna be sticking with it for that long like i like listening to them talk but it's definitely got to the point where it's, it got to the same point when i was listening to super castle beast too where it's just like it's three hours, and it's like I only care, usually care about like half the shit that they're talking about. It's yeah. just like trying to get through it all to figure out if it's something that I actually care about. So I don't know. I mean, I enjoy, you know, most of their banter and stuff most of the time, and I still miss Colin all the time. But yeah, just three hours is just so much to shift through. I mean, luckily it's only like once a week, but it's still that's a lot of content. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely avoid those ones, man. Mm. I, I try to. It has to be something I really care about. Yeah. Um, for me to listen to like, to three hours of anything. Yeah. And even if it's something I do care about, it's really it's even then. I'm 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 fast forwarding through some shit, man. If, if the topic is boring, I don't. I'm, it's done, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, but hey, we are back. To start. And kind of finish within one episode, almost. Almost. Um, Ghostbusters. Yes. We've never we talked about it a, a lot on the podcast throughout the podcast history. Yes. Essentially, if we just compiled every time we talked about it, that's we've basically done, our review for Ghostbusters one. We've done the first movie for sure, just by doing that. We've done. Um, I know I've done the first movie just by doing our and the nature of our top ten list because I know I can't remember how many top ten lists we've done, but I know. I would say the majority of them, Ghostbusters is usually there for me. So. Yeah. Um, it's never on mine. Yeah. And it still wouldn't be on mine. <laughs> but we've definitely talked about one a lot. And I've talked about two a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, you've never seen two until now. That's correct. So now we can we can really dive into that. Yeah. But the plan was last week, do GB1, mm-hmm. GB2 this week, next week we do Afterlife. Yes. So now we're just going to do one and two today, mm-hmm. hit Afterlife next week. I already have my tickets next week to see Afterlife on Saturday. I'm probably buying mine on – I'll probably buy mine tomorrow. I'll probably have to watch it on Friday. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited, dude. I – um, as with every – I don't know what it is, man, mm. but it's like the last, like, right before, like, Infinity War, mm-hmm. I just stopped caring. 
about a, pretty much any movie in the sense of like getting excited. Yeah. Like actual physical bodily reaction to see a movie. I just don't excuse me i just don't feel it anymore mm-hmm. i don't know what it is mm. I, I get more excited to like to rewatch old stuff or if like a new uh, old thing is being re-released on a new thing mm-hmm. then i'm like yeah i'm excited for that but when it comes to like new movies very because even matrix 4 i'm not like itching to see mm. and maybe that'll be different day of but right now i'm like i can I can probably wait another year if I needed to and be perfectly fine. Mm. I think I'm more excited for fucking Kingsman than I am for fucking Matrix. Yeah. I Kingsman looks so good. I'm sorry, the Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. But but yeah. We're doing Ghostbusters 1. Correct. Ghostbusters 2. I, I don't even know how to start because we talked about GB1 so fucking much. Yeah. But we can just start from the get-go and we'll do as I do with uh, movies that we just talk about in general. So Okay. Zach? Yes. What is your history of Ghostbusters? What's your history of Ghostbusters 1? Do you remember wh- how you first came about it? How you first saw it? How did you feel about it growing up? How do you feel about it now? How do you feel about rewatching it? I don't remember exactly when I first started to watch it, but I know that my parents definitely owned the DVD because uh, my dad is uh, – I wouldn't say he's a huge Ghostbusters fan, but he likes Ghostbusters a lot. Like he introduced me uh, to Ghostbusters and like we watched it together. Um, so I've had you know a pretty early history. I would say probably at least elementary school, middle school around then was like the first time I watched it. Um, and I watch it – pretty consistently it's one of the few times i was talking about with this with a coworker today and it's like i usually don't rewatch a lot of things too many times yeah. um just because there's so much stuff like that i want to see and that's in my backlog and i also have that like adhd part of my brain that like always constantly wants to be doing something else to like so for like me to like sit down and like rewatch something i have to like really really enjoy it so it's like very few things like ghostbusters is one of those that i've seen multiple times jurassic park's up there like terminator 2 like those kind of movies are movies that i've like rewatched multiple times so like ghostbusters up there i just really enjoy it it's one of those comedies that like i don't know i can always just turn it on it always makes me laugh i love the the jokes and that sarcastic humor is something that i've always enjoyed a lot um you know Ackroyd, Ramis, and Murray together are phenomenal. And when we get to GB2, that's one of the parts I like about GB2, too, is that, I mean, I don't know. It really just feels like their chemistry in that movie, they haven't really missed a beat with it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's a movie that I feel like has constantly been there throughout my life for me. So, Okay. I – I, I, I've said before, I have like a complicated relationship with Ghostbusters mm-hmm. because I grew up watching it. I grew up watching both of them, mm-hmm. specifically Ghostbusters 2 more. And I, since I was a kid, I don't know how I saw it. Probably I saw it on TV or something and my dad just bought it for me. Probably. Some, some tape or something. And so I watched them all the time as a kid because I liked the gadgets. And I thought the thing was cool. I didn't watch them. I didn't think they were funny. I thought it was a cool concept for a show or for a movie. And even now, like looking back on it, how I viewed it and looking how now how I view it, I don't think it's that funny. There's definitely really funny jokes in it. Come Absolutely. But I don't watch the movie and look at it as a comedy. It's They wrote it that way, but I look at it and I, and that's probably why I always say I like the comic books more. I like real Ghostbusters more when I, when I go back and watch that because I like the idea that it's more supernatural forward first with jokes in it. Yeah, I mean, Whereas I think the it's movie definitely, is a comedy I mean, first with supernatural stuff in it. That That's the inverse that I don't – isn't click for me. I don't know. I feel like even in the movies, it's I still feel like it's, it's – it feels – it still feels like a sci-fi movie first and like comedy second. I mean, it sprinkles on the comedy really heavily, but I still feel like – that supernatural element is always 
leading the charge in I, in dis- I disagree 1000%. When you just go back and watch how they made the script and watch how they explain like how Aykroyd's original script was all about sci-fi shit and supernatural shit and then watching them dumb it down with jokes to make it a comedy, that's the thing I'm talking about where to me it's like I watched as a kid hoping yeah, it was but a then sci-fi we talk, action movie. But then they talk about Aykroyd's original script and it's like it's not a movie. <laughs> Well, the point being that it's it's that's all his his junk, all the the super right. natural stuff. And since I don't even think Bill Murray's that funny to begin with, I watched the movie and go, okay, I like a couple jokes here and there; they're really funny. And for me, that's Ramis reason... is the standout for me, especially in GB two, which uh, you know, as never having watched it, I think Ramis is like the best part about GB two. I love his character so much. They just like took his character and they like cranked up the sass meter like two yeah. notches, and I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, and he's definitely of the group. He's my favorite. That's yeah. why I, I I particularly got his patch for my for my battle jacket. But when I think about it, even now, I don't look at the, the Ghostbusters in the same way I look at other like movies that that their ilk have made. Like of of Lampoon or of you know any of those like improv groups from that era, mm-hmm. uh, I don't look at it as a movie I watch to laugh. It make there's chuckles in it, mm-hmm. but I watch it as a like, okay. Here's some cool special effects. Here's some cool a cool little storyline. Um, but I don't watch it to 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 like you know belly laugh. Um, I would watch Animal House or something like that, which is another movie with Ramus and all that all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, not really appreciating it like that. It's just a movie I watched. It took me a long time to, like, okay, I know I like the movies. They're fun. I take them as that. And now, with Afterlife, which is a whole different genre of movie they're going for, I'm much more excited for that because that's what I, that's kind of what I was hope, what I kind of hope GB1 and GB2 were. Which were not comedy movies, first and foremost. Afterlife was like it's the Stranger Things bullshit. It's the kids with bikes bullshit. I like that tone. I know a lot of people don't like that who are huge fans of Ghostbusters because it's not it's not a comedy thing. I prefer that shift versus we're gonna make a bunch of bits and hope that these kids can can tell jokes. Which, I mean, we've seen the fucking trailer for the new. Um, Home Alone doesn't work out that well. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's not really ever I ever saw it, but I can understand how you would think that way or have that kind of expectations. Yeah. Well, I, I just when you're when I'm a kid, I don't watch comedies for the sake of comedies. You know, I'm not watching uh, I'm not watching Animal House as a kid. You know, like I'm not watching Spies Like Us as a kid. I might be on TV, but I'm not like understanding every single joke that Chevy Chase is throwing out there. I might laugh at him falling or something, but like half of, if, you, if you're a kid and you say Bill Murray's funny, I know you're fucking lying because his, all his jokes are so sardonic and sarcastic and you know, yeah. it, they're so witty and like, it's like word based fucking English grammar jokes and how he, how he layers them. It'd be like if, if you were 10, you, oh yeah, I was 10 years old and I watched, Fucking, you know, uh, uh, Rushmore. I thought he was really funny. I'd be like, I don't believe you. You, I, you watch Rushmore when you're 16. And go, man, Bill Murray is fucking funny. That's my personality now. That's why everyone fucking likes Bill Murray now. But, <laughs> um, I can get Dan Aykroyd because he's just a goofy guy. You can watch SNL bits and go, okay, he's goofy. Yeah. Um, that's why Ray is so great. That's why Harold is so great in it too. But. Having seen them so much now, I rewatched two first because two is my favorite one of the two, and I can I can really pinpoint every scene in all the movies now, and it's weird because it's not a franchise that I'm like it could end it could have ended at two and I'd be fine, yeah you know, so it's weird to me to be able to do that with a franchise I don't like wear on my sleeve as though it's like my favorite of all time. And after rewatching them, I can still say that I think Ghostbusters 2 is a more fun movie. I would disagree. 
What do you what do you think is more fun about the first movie? I love the fucking slime shit. I think it's so stupid. I love it. I I think I prefer the thing about the first movie is like them getting off the ground and like trying to be like small business owners. I think that's all the all the like hijinks and stuff that comes with that with like Ray coming back with like this fucking car. And he's like all pointing out all the shit that's wrong with it. And he's like, ah, I only paid like four thousand dollars for it. As he points out like ten thousand dollars and shit that needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things are funny. Like when they go to the, the firehouse and they're trying to like barter down for the sale and the Ray just comes in found a mm-hmm. fire pole and he's like we'll take it and he's like yeah all right fuck us then i guess we're taking this firehouse yeah we're going to the bank and like mortgaging everybody whatever, has fucking, yeah. three mortgages yeah and like all those things when you're seven make zero sense all those jokes yeah. when you're seven years old don't make don't land at all no they don't like the like watching the ghost blowjob scene as a kid makes I thought it was funny because he just getting his pants pulled down. Like, oh he's just getting his pants pulled down. Yeah. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. As a kid. You know what I mean? And if you do know that as a kid, something's wrong with your family. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that that to me, when I look back at both things, and mu- the music is a big deal. Cause on our own is such a great fucking song that that alone pulled me back pulls me back nostalgically all the way back to when I first saw Ghostbusters 2. And that song is so good. And I prefer that song over the actual fucking theme song. That's blasphemous. I can't believe you just said I, that. I don't I don't think so at all. I think I, I think, think the, it is. I think the main theme song is so fucking lame. I, it is so lame. I've never that it could be more in my entire life. I would I would literally get chills if an afterlife on our Bobby Brown starts, starts playing. That's so much. That song is so much better because it's not a fucking Ghostbusters song. It's a Bobby Brown song that he added a fucking Ghostbusters rap to it. That's amazing. You know, like like Ninja Rap is so good, but it's a TMNT song. You can't play that on the radio. I mean, you could play you, that on the radio. You could if you were playing it right between Weird Al and fucking someone else who makes goofy songs. But, you know, On Our Own is so solid. And there's something about, to me, Ghostbusters 2. To me, is legitimately creepier. That fucking guy is legitimately creepy. Not the bad guy, not Vigo. Fucking, whatever the hell his name is. What, the, the fucking the guy. museum Dana's guy? boss. Yeah, that dude is legitimately creepy to me. Just because he has a European accent? No, it's the bike scene. I told, I mentioned on the podcast before. The fucking bike scene is legitimately creepy to me. Oh, when he's like trying to get the baby. Yeah, he's like old... he's like flying in the air. He's on yeah. ghost mode. That scene is legitimately creepy. That still doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how the fuck is he a ghost? Yeah, it makes zero sense. Slime. Sure. But that to me, like, why I think that to me, like, dude, even like now, if I saw that shit in real life, I would be like freaked the fuck out. That shit's creepy. Mm. But then Ghostbusters Two has the fucking Titanic joke. The Titanic joke. They Which is that's a fun joke. Turn the Statue of Liberty alive. Yeah. Which I still don't. Well, which I, I think sense. actually, I'm pretty sure and I could be wrong that GB2 only came out because the cartoon was so successful. I think that's what RLM talked and, about. And they were like, "Hey, dude, we're just gonna fucking do this. Yeah. And just fucking, just, just fucking well, throw away. Well, yeah, because it, it came out way. Yeah, I think it came out like five or six years after the it's first like, movie yeah, came out. Like they only plan on right? doing a sequel because I think, yeah, because of the cartoon. Well, so rewatching number one. Yeah. What, I mean, we, we talk about Agnazi. What stands out to you, if, say it was the first time telling someone about Ghostbusters, they've never seen it before. What stands out to you? in the film as something that's really like, these are highlight things about Ghostbusters one. Uh, I think one of the big thing is just the way that the demon dogs look. I think it's such a distinct design for like a possessing demon type of thing. That's something that always sticks in my mind. Also the scene where Dana Barrett gets possessed is legitimately fucking terrifying. I'm trying. Yeah. She's got the hands that pop out of the chair and she like, it's yeah. swiveled and then you've got the demon dog. 
Well, not even the even just the, the the refrigerator stuff. Yeah, the refrigerator stuff is pretty that's much creepy too. Yeah, that's creepy too. But and and like what I think that's really great about Ghostbusters one because mm-hmm. even I could have the whole movie just be about them catching random ghosts. Yeah, and I would be I would be happy. Um, because I, I honestly check out. I might finish the movie, but by the time it gets to the end, I don't really care. Mm. Um, it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with the ending scenes. There's nothing wrong with that, that last little bit where they actually fight the bad guy. It's all fine. But like, I really enjoyed them. Like, act like okay, ghosts are coming out now. That whole se- mid sequence montage act two. I love that scene. I think that's so. Yeah, good. it's a fun the, scene. The tax, I like it in GB two as well. The fucking the jogging guy. All that shit, I think, is so good. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love about Ghostbusters 2, which is all like the, hey, we're back in business. Yeah. And I wish they would really still explain... doesn't make sense to me in GB2. It's just, it's all just slot. Well, I think that's the thing that stands out to me with GB2 as compared to GB1, which is that it's an interesting concept with the slime stuff. Like, I think it's an interesting thing about like the the psychic slime. Um, but especially with the ending, it feels like they had the concept, but they didn't know how to wrap it up. So they just like start like randomly like pulling shit out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about like the positively charged slime thing, which I feel like they didn't really mention at all. Yeah. And they're just like, Oh yeah, we have a fuck ton of positive slime. Well, it's also like, to, like, you don't think there's ever in the history of the world, another like, worse city the new york anger. city yeah the new york city like like you don't think that like somewhere like in germany would have like really bad ghost slime yeah you know what i mean you don't think like so Hiroshima, the other Nagasaki... thing, thinking about that is the slime there because new york city is bad or is the slime there because vigo's paintings there and vigo causes the slime i i always these are questions as, that need answers i always took it as Vigo didn't make it slime, but Vigo being there, being a powerful ghost or whatever the fuck, angry people just living in New York City, that created the ghost slime because Vigo was there, but he he didn't create it. That's I just some backwards thing I thought because they they made it like being like oh it's an angry city it's the worst city in the fucking country blah 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 yeah it's all fucking physical ectoplasm of anger i'm like mm-hmm. okay well let's we can because if this was a again flip it to be not comedy first if this was, if this was paranormal first mm-hmm. there'll be a whole soliloquy about fucking ray being like well i did some research it opens a book and it's like well here's the slime and they would they would break that stuff down yeah and you know if you ask the inaccurate in real life like hey dan explain the slime to me he'll be like okay I know he has an answer. We know he has an answer. It just, it just didn't fit to put it in the movie because, hey, goofy, mo- goofy movie, fucking cool laser effects. Let's not talk about it. And I I know that in Afterlife, they're going to fucking talk about something like that shit. I mean, they already but, had, like, in the scenes with Paul Reddy, already kind of talks about it a little bit. Well, they they send the earthquake stuff, so they're going to explain yeah. the whole cult thing, and they're going to explain that shit. And I'm like, I'm I'm happy with that to finally have some sort of concrete like ghost shit and Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's fair. Because we don't really get a concrete ghost like ghosty things. Like think about like all the think about all the last podcast you listened to about ghosts and shit. A lot. Like you know, Dan has all the knowledge there and everyone knows he's into that shit and he has it all there. But it's like, how much did Ivan Reitman be like, yo, Dan, let's make this viewable to people who believe in Christianity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, let's let people watch this movie and not have to worry about all of the ghost stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. So they kind of brush it and make it service. Well, you gotta make the movie for people who don't know what an EKG meter is. So, Right. Or just do a quick little, you know, that's why, that's where they really fucked up in both movies with, um, Winston. Yeah. I mean, they really fucked that up. supposed to be there to be the explainer character that you explain everything to, and they don't really yeah. do that. They really I mean, they kind of do it with GB1, 
more about the tech stuff than the actual ghost stuff, but they use them to explain how the tech works or they talk about the trap system and like, you know, how the proton packs work a little bit with him. I think mostly for him, they talk about like the trap system and their storage system and how all that shit works. But, um, yeah, they, he could have been utilized a lot more to do that. Cause I mean, even in GB2, like they have the scene where like, they're trying to explain the mayor, like what's going on in Winston's dad, he's like, like, Look, he's like uh, <laughs> here is in plain English. What the yeah. fuck they're trying to say. Yeah. Cause nobody, nobody can understand what the fuck Ray's talking about. Cause he always uses. The- and, and I, and I don't know if that's because of a Bill Murray thing where he just kept improving and people liked that cut more. I don't know what the reasoning is for that. Mm. Cause I think that there's interviews with what's his name, Ernie Hudson, where he said that he had a bigger role and they kept getting cut. down. I know in the first movie that that's always been what he claimed was that, uh, Winston's role was supposed to be bigger. And then I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think it was like his role was supposed to be bigger. And I think Bill Murray didn't want him to have a bigger role or something like that. And like it cut him down, something like that. I think they talked about it in yeah. movies that made us, but I can't remember. It just shows you, man, that like that's they t- they've and this goes back to my point about being the comic thing. They focused on the three comedians. Yeah. Which is great. That's what people watched it for. That's what made it really successful was the fact that it's a three comedians movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two SNL guys and you have uh, two two Lampoon guys. I get it. I completely understand. Um, but I, and I hope that in the new one, um, I, I, I'm going to assume safely that they give Winston like honor. I hope so. To like actually do character shit. Because he wouldn't be in the movie again if they were like, hey... I Just mean, they give like, Janine, some fucked up stuff. like, legitimate shit with, like, the moms, so I imagine they're going to give something yeah. good for Ernie. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to bring in a new lady just to have her play the grand, play, play the granddaughter of, of fucking Egon, yeah. we can give we can give Winston some real shit to do. Yeah. You know? Um, and we know it's going to be just fucking Bill Murray <laughs> improv for 15 minutes till he gets a good joke out of it. Yeah. My favorite scene... In both movies, mm. is GB2 Courthouse. GB2 Courthouse is great. That scene is, to me, is so freaking awesome. It looks awesome. The context of the scene is awesome. Yeah. The idea of like the ghost slime with the trap and they're interacting, and then you have like the cool ghosts. That whole scene to me, like, I could like. I, I could take that scene over most uh, any other scene in both movies. Uh, to me, it's so cool. It's like also like the boys are back in town scene. Yeah. Which is way cooler to me than like after the mayor's office in the first movie. Mm. Then you have them singing around. Yeah. You have them doing the little do re me type shit. And that to me, like, as a kid, dude, I thought that shit was so funny. And even now, I can't tell if there's a joke to it. I just don't get it. I mean, the only joke that I got was that instead of saying me, he said Egon. He just said Egon. Yeah, Which I is, I mean, tell, it's like, a pretty funny joke. Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't tell, if, like, because knowing, like, growing up, I'm like, okay, I kind of think I understand comedy now. Is there another layer that I just, I'm just missing? Or that Egon style was funny because like, he's just like, I'm going to change it to me. Yeah. That's how I always Instead thought, of saying me, I'm going to say my name. But that scene is awesome. That scene is so cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, okay. Detraction from GB2, mm-hmm. which is that, and it's what you see, it's what I saw when I rented the movie, which is the black suits. Mm-hmm. Not really utilized in the film, other than montage mm-hmm. sequence. Yeah. That's a missed opportunity. I like the black 100%. suits. 100%. They look good. Also, they're supposed to be older. They should be worried about their appearances, especially when Bacon tells them to suck in their guts. We're the Ghostbusters, boys. Uh... You think yeah. that you would want to have something that's a little more swimming. Everybody knows black is slimming. Wear the black suit because it looks good. Yeah, Compl- I completely agree. Completely agree. It's disappointing. I thought they were also I was be the black suits in the in the main fight, and it wasn't, and I was disappointed. And they missed out on the in. This is the lack of uh, foresight for action figures, mm. but because um, who knew they didn't think it was going to be this big, obviously. But like they could have introduced so many cool gadgets besides. Well, the they already blower. induced a lot in GB two. I mean, outside of like 
I mean, they have the suits, the new suits. Egon has his new... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what he calls it, but it's different than the regular spectrometer, or whatever yeah, it is. Where PK thing? Yeah, PKE, like the, the wingtip one. Now he's got this weird one that has, like, antennas, uh-huh. and it's got a large ball. So he's got that. They got the slime scooper yeah. and the slime blower. Yeah, and you got, yeah, like the slime blower and, yeah, the slime scooper. So, I mean, there's a couple. But those, things, to but... me, for are so spe- specific for this one problem. Yeah. Like, you, I, I was, I would be like, as a kid, I'd be thinking, like, okay, cool. Here's we're gonna have new ghost busting tech. Yeah. But it's just the old reliables, which is fine. But I thought it would be cool for you to be like, hey, this, hey, the Sklar brothers, perfect timing. I've been working on this new shit because they they bring all their gear to the courthouse. Right. They're being subpoena Ford, and then they could be like, Egon, um, what the fuck is that thing? And he can be like, fucking laser sword. I don't know. Yeah. Something something like new and it's like perfect time. We can break it out and mm. then it's something sweet. And I, I hope that's what's going to happen in the fucking afterlife. Probably. The, fucking, the girl's going through the shit and Egon has other like used uh, Although, pre-tech. I, I wouldn't keep my hopes up because it's Hollywood. And the way Hollywood's been doing these movies is they don't introduce a lot of new shit. They just bring back the old shit and then maybe sprinkle like a little bit of new on top of that. But... Not a whole lot, so. Yeah. So, let me ask this, Zach. Mm. Because you definitely, you put this on your, you put GB1 on your list every single time for top tens. What about the movie, to you, it makes it stand out to be a top ten movie, consistently? I mean, I think it's one of the things that I talked about before, and I don't know if that's thing that I can put, like, a specific dot on it and be like this is why i think it is but for me a huge part of it is just the fact that of its rewatchability for me and like for me to have a movie that uh i find rewatchable and that i've watched multiple times and want to watch multiple times is like a big step for me to being like a top movie for me because if i like it enough that i'm gonna watch it again then i mean that's got to be top that's got to be in the top somewhere. Well, what is number one usually? You bounce around, but what's number one generally speaking? I think generally right? speaking, it's normally Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park, which is a very rewatchable movie. Yeah. Because like I think like there are people I know, like friends, who have a top five, mm-hmm. and they don't rewatch those movies at all. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, my number one is like, you know, fucking insert really depressing A24 movie yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, that, that's your number one? Yeah. I mean, I can we can agree that it could be a great, fantastic movie, but like, are you, how many times are you, are you rewatching Citizen Kane? Yeah. That's the way I view my favorite movies, movies that I will rewatch a lot. Yeah. And that's, at some point in my life, I made that shift between movies that I have seen that are like critically acclaimed movies mm. and movies that I love. Yeah. You know, that's why I have a Three Ninjas poster, not a fucking Godfather poster. You know? Yeah. That's why I have a Surf Ninjas poster versus insert whatever the fuck else. Mm-hmm. And when I think about Ghostbusters 2, I used to watch it so freaking much. But I think that, like you, Jurassic Park, where you just love dinosaurs. Yeah. And you, like, love, like, Godzilla shit. Mm-hmm. I think I liked other things with tech with gadgets. I liked Batman more as a kid. Mm-hmm. So to me, Ghostbusters, okay, it's there. I like enjoy it. But Batman, he got kicks, ninjas, and more gadgets. He's and got the cool good. Too. He's got a good try trifecta shit. Yeah. And, and when I, and I think maybe if maybe if I was older when I saw Ghostbusters first, to where I could really view it, or maybe if I was sold to me as a comedy. So that's the most surprising took thing it, is, yeah, so it wasn't, like, sold to you as a comedy? I took it as ghosts, busters, laser weapons. <clears throat> Think about it, right? As a kid, my whole life is Power Rangers. My whole life is Super Sentai. My whole life is action-based things. So anything I'm watching, I'm exp- if, I, if I'm fucking eight and watching it a lot, I'm thinking that it's because it's action. So a lot well, of times... that's interesting because, yeah, especially with Ghostbusters 1, there's really not... A lot of action. You've got the hotel scene, and you've right. got the Gozer stuff. So that brings me to Ghostbusters Two, right? Which has more interspersed ghost busting, and when they're not ghost busting in the middle, we're watching a toaster dance. 
And I'm like, yo, that's fu- that's fucking cool, dude. We got a toaster, and they're yelling at the toaster and shit. I'm like, this is fucking funny, dude. I thought they were singing to the toaster because that's what happened. Yeah, they're singing at it. Yeah, they're singing you play songs or whatever. The great song, but they, no, Iron. they they're cuss they're cussing at the jar. Yeah, right? they're cussing. Egon's saying that it doesn't have a correct molecular structure, and Ray's calling it a piece of shit. Yeah, and I think also too, I like about the second movie. I I love a raise a cult shop. Just the idea I like it too. It. And the problem is that it's almost barely in the movie. It's barely in the movie, and as an I like it as the idea for Ray of like, yeah, he's yeah. the Ghostbusters. Like, of course he's gonna start an occult shop. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and, and that's why Egon is like... at uh, some laboratory where he's trying to. What was it? A, what was it? The ability of emotions to affect the phys- the physical environment. Well, that's that's actually what, one of the reasons why, uh, as a kid, I didn't really care about Ghostbusters one for a, until they got to the hotel scene mm-hmm. because I didn't understand like Bill Murray's opening scene. I didn't get it as a kid, dude. Oh yeah, the yeah that's that whole thing. I'm like this is above my head. Like I, I get I didn't it. Get that obviously scene get it now. Either. And now I get it. I'm like, oh, he's just a creep. Okay. He's just a creep, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't get that they were, you know, losing their. I didn't know what a grant was. What are we talking about? You lose your grant? I don't yeah. know what the fuck that is. So there's a, there's a lot of like humor that you you have to like catch up on as if you're too too young. Mm. And what latches you on, at least for me, was the gear. Yeah. The idea of a uniform, or cool effects. You know, I mean, we're spraying ghosts with laser beams. That stuff was what real be in. Um, and now, as I have become an urban fantasy fan, mm. now I'm like, okay, cool. Now I want more of, like, the lore. So the idea that we're going to see, like, the Shandor, like, fucking occult town, yeah. to me, is, like, super rad. That's, like, super cool to me. Uh, and that's why I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I know we're going to see Ghost Egon, which is going to be depressing. I really hope he doesn't show up. Because here's what's going to happen, dude. I'm, I'm calling it now. I, I, I don't read a spoiler want him to he, be there. I read a spoiler where he is there. but they don't, I don't, The spoiler I saw says that they won't, he won't see him, but he's going to be there. So, but the basically what I Wait, you don't see him, that, but he's going to be there? Like, they'll be, they'll be like, oh, yeah, someone helped us from the other side type, type shit. That's almost worse than if they just tried to like, yeah. do it. What I expect is this. Uh, this is this is no spoilers. Just me purely guessing. Okay, hit me with it. That they're gonna they're gonna be doing, they're gonna cross streams, right? Or do something like that with the lasers. Okay. And and it can be enough. But we're gonna get essentially a father son Kamehameha wave. I mean, I'm where up for that. and or Harry Potter versus Voldemort in the graveyard where Cedric dies and his parents come out and go, you can let go, Harry. You can Look, make it. It's going to be equivalent We can all just say that. that J.K. Rowling stole it from Dragon Ball Z because she did, so. Yeah. I mean, well, Dragon Ball did it first, too. The, the father-son Kamehameha wave. Everybody just steals from it. This is a great idea for is... a finishing move of your dead relative coming back to giving you that extra spirit boost to take out the the big bad my favorite part about that whole shit is like they definitely didn't call it that they just called the command mayway but but dbz budokai 2 had to give names to moves that ultimate that now. ultimate was the father son command man yeah. i think it's called that like in like all other all the games after that i think it is you think even in dragon ball fighters i think it's called that because it's gohan's yeah. level three i think it's called that there too Although you really don't get the... Oh, actually, I don't think it is. I think it's called a Super Kamehameha because you only get the father-son under specific conditions, so... At that point, shouldn't fucking... Okay, so shouldn't Goku's Kamehameha with SS3 be, like, way stronger? It should be because, yeah, that's his his level three is the... He goes SSJ3 and then does a Kamehameha. Or is it just because Gohan was mad that his daddy died? And that's Goku was helping him. Well, that was the thing. It wasn't even... I mean, Gohan's thing is he wasn't even mad that his daddy died. He was mad that he killed Andrew 16 for some reason. That was like the straw that broke the camel's back. 
Well, I think also he was mad because he realized that he fucked up by not just getting the job done. Yeah, dude, he's a fucking <laughs> pussy. He's yeah. like, I don't want to kill nobody. I'm like, this person literally wants to destroy everybody on the Well, planet. no, if you, at least in the dub, I haven't watched the sub or read the, or read the manga, but like in the, in the dub, it was very clear that he, he got cocky. Yeah. And his cockiness caused Goku's death. That too, yeah. And that's when he's like, oh shit, I fucked up. I should just well, tell that's him like the. Well, I mean, that's his whole fucking character, but that's like all Vegeta shit. Vegeta, Vegeta in the Cell arc makes me mad because Vegeta <laughs> yeah. could have killed Cell, and he's like, "No, I want to fight yeah. you at your perfect form." And I'm like, "Bitch, you are not strong enough to do that." And he's like, "No, nah, I can do it." And then he immediately fucking gets his ass handed to him. I kind of appreciate that, though, man. Like, I that he's that much of an the, asshole that he's like, "I the, think yeah. I can beat you," even like in your the final downfall. Form. Then of... he just gets his ass handed to him. Part of me that made, really I really enjoy about Vegeta, and I grew up hating that character, was that like between that scene where he's fighting uh, SS or what's it called? What's it like? Mid tier cell. What's it's it um, imperfect cell. Perfect cell. It's, uh, I think it's uh, adequate. I think it's semi perfect cell. I think it's name? the official name for it. I think it's semi perfect. We gotta find out now because I don't want to be I don't want to be fucked up. I think it's semi perfect cell. I'm gonna search cell forms. Cell. Maybe, maybe you can get it first. Forms. Oh, that's not right. Hold on. Also, I know that he technically has four forms, but I just think he has three forms. Larva cocoon. Uh, imperfect. Perfect. Okay, so we're not. They still haven't showed me yet. Semi-perfect, semi-perfect cell, yeah, semi-perfect. Is what one site is saying. So that's so semi-perfect Semi-perfect cell. is when he absorbs 17, and that's when yeah. he looks like uh, a he looks, fat he looks, boy. He looks, like an, he looks like an idiot. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like, like a fat idiot. boy. Also, I, I love how in the, in the American anime, mm-hmm. they have to give him, they give him that obnoxious, like, stupid voice. Yeah. And then he gets this, like, pristine British voice when he becomes perfect Dude, cell. his perfect cell voice in English is, like... The best voice. I love his. I it's love a good his bad voice. Guy voice. It's a great bad bad guy voice. Uh, Better than freezes. Freezes always just annoys me in English. Yeah, freezes is terrible. Oh god, I forgot, I forgot what I was gonna say, dude. Oh, so no about Vegeta. I love that he could have killed Cell there a thousand times. Yeah, do it, and it ended up like fucking him, him, fucking him over. I love that, but I love even more what made me love Vegeta because I was a kid. I'm, wa- I'm watching because obviously we all know now as adults that like by the time that we were getting this shit, Dragon Ball Z is already over. Yeah. Which to me is still crazy to think about. Yeah. That, like we're getting Fusion Reborn the movie like 15 years after it's already came out in Japan. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. So when <laughs> when he goes Majin Vegeta and blows up the audience, no, oh. that shit makes me go. I was like, dude, this dude's pretty sweet. <laughs> This he dude, kills an Goku entire would, state of all people. Because Goku would sweet. never... Goku doesn't have the fucking balls. Well, the, technically, Vegeta didn't have the balls either. He had to be fucking possessed by Majin. No, no, no. That whole, con- that, whole, uh, that whole conversation, in the dub, at least. I can't talk about the anime or the manga. Yeah. That whole thing where Goku was, Goku's like, oh, I can't... You can fight this. You can f-. And Vegeta's like smiling at him, and Goku's like, no. You did it. You let him do it. And Vegeta's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And then he blows up the fucking audience. Yeah. He's like, that's fucking sweet, dude. And you see Bumble there being like, oh, no, he's bad again. That's my baby daddy, but he's a bad guy. So. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters, though. Mm. So. I don't know what else to say. I don't know either. I hit on most. Because, uh, because at the end of the day. Both movies, I give I, I will give originality mm-hmm. in terms of stuff like um, scene scene selection, even majority of goofs. One has better goofs overall. Two has goofs that are good, but you can tell they're like okay. We are riding a high here. So yeah. we're going to just kind of keep writing off that that popularity until much as we can. And that's where you have the Bill Murray. And a lot of people say Bill Murray is not funny at all in GB2. I'm trying to he's think. Not. He's not. I don't think he's, he's not funny. Yeah, yet. I don't think he is. 
He's not at all. I mean, it's really a Dan Aykroyd. It's really yeah. And it's really Harold Aykroyd and, and Winston Ramis. movie because even Winston has some funny, just like third third man yeah. bits with well, the third, just, the digging just, the thing. He's just and, there. I mean, he's just got great straight man bits because he's just with Ramis and, and Aykroyd the whole time. So yeah, he just has that ability but, to bounce off them in this movie. Like the funniest part about Bill Murray and GB two is when they're drilling the 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 road. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, the only really I didn't mind funny the part. Moment. I mean, it was a, it reminded me of an Austin Powers bit, but when they go in to check out Vigo and he's doing like the photographer yeah. model bit, like that's not bad. But I was like, but that's an Austin Powers bit. <sighs> so, yeah. Let me I mean, I know Austin Powers came before. out afterwards, but that's what I associated with it. I was like, oh, he's doing like an Austin Powers bit about like role model. Even that though, when I when I whenever I rewatch that scene and I see that, I kind of like, I go, oh man, that's because they they because they pan away from it, yeah, and they let they go they focus on Ray doing his thing and they go Ray back being to like semi possessed by the painting, yeah, and you just hear it in the background like hit, yeah. you know, to me I, I just imagine like on set like he's they just the fifteen takes and he's just constantly like improving shit, yeah, and there's like having it in the background, but. Yeah, he didn't really so do G- much. I mean, this movie is much more him focused on, like, Dana and, like, trying to get back with her. And that's, like, that's another thing you get in this movie. And I'm, like, it gives him half as explanation. But it's, like, okay, so we're doing a second movie. But for some reason, her, him and Dana can't be together. Because yeah. Bill Murray doesn't want to be funny. So we have to give him something else to do. So he has to be trying to chase Dana. So they have to have broken up. But, and she got married again, but then she got yep. divorced again. So now she's single, but she has a kid. So Bill Murray's going to try to woo her and that's what he's going to do. So he doesn't have to be funny as much. And quite literally, you could have removed her and him from the movie doesn't and just it. have made, made another movie. Yeah. I they mean, I was thinking of, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you could remove Bill Murray from the movie and it wouldn't change anything. He's barely in it in the first place. Yeah. He's ba- yeah. He's ba- He's barely in it. He's the scene where he has the fucking baby and then the other baby is seen. And that's really Most it. of his scenes are him with the babies. So yeah, it's yeah. either him with the baby or him with Dana. So, but I think what it is is that for, and why I really prefer besides purely nostalgia reasons is that I really, really do enjoy them. The three of the guys going on the train tracks underneath. The yeah. Set. That's a great scene. I love that. I love that scene. And that to me is like such a, that to me was what the first movie had with the the three comedians, mm-hmm. like Bill? Why wasn't Bill Murray in that scene? Besides well, because he decided his... that he'd rather try to bone Dana than actually do his job as a Ghostbuster. So, or he was doing drugs or didn't give a fucking one paycheck. Whatever he was doing. Hey, look, oh, this is what I'm just telling. I'm just telling you in the context of the movie. That's what we got. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, I think that scene is so interesting. It's, no, it's, it's my favorite. Scene. I love, I love, I, I, th- I think that's one of my favorite scenes in in GB two was all of that stuff under the train, and they're all getting scared. and They decide to go through their proton packs, but then Ray does his Ray shit and discovers the entrance. And Winston's like, uh, yeah, I thought we were gonna like try to find something to protect ourselves." Um, yep. And then the ghost train comes in. Ghost train. See, I, I love that whole that whole. Bit. And then Winston and all them get into the the river of slime and they go out and they try to fucking kill each other. And they pull all the clothes off yeah. and they're fucking down. I and they're just in scene. there and they're giant long johns for like the next like 20 yeah. minutes. All slimy. But then you have in Ghostbusters one, you got this man has no dick, which is like a, a great scene. Great scene. Great scene. And you have that bad guy. Well, you've got the, the you've got the Walter Peck character in GB two, which is basically just the mayor's assistant. Like it's the same character. Yeah. Which I think is like, I feel like I've heard this before, but it's like GB2 script is like a little too close to GB's one script. Oh, it's dude. It's beat by beat. Other than like the, the beginning stuff where it's like all of them separated. and But once they're like back to being Ghostbusters, it's like, oh, this is like almost beat for beat. Like GB1. Yeah. I could have, I could have used more of birthday parties though. Oh my god, that was the crazy shit. Could you use more birthday party oh scenes? Oh my god, I thought you were going to be He-Man. Yeah, 
Well, hey, dude, is there anything else you want to mention about Ghostbusters before we end the pod and come back next week with fresh thoughts to add to the already recorded audio thoughts about our feelings on Ghostbusters? No, I just can't wait for Afterlife, dude. I want to. I just want to get this movie in my brain and let it marinate and uh, see if I actually like it or not. Because unlike you, I don't know. I'm kind of. I've kind of been burnt out on the Stranger Things vibe, so I don't know if this movie's gonna still hit that for me. I don't know because I still watch Stranger Things, but I just felt like it was so played out where it was like. Every single thing that was doing supernatural stuff was trying to hit that Stranger Things vibe, but mm-hmm. um, but it's also been a while since we had anything like that because Stranger Things season three was like a while ago, and season mm-hmm. four still hasn't come out yet. So there's that sweet window where yeah, you after should watch um, sneak in summer of '84. I wanted to watch it too, but that's that's um that's very like, yeah, like stranger things expired, but instead of like supernatural stuff, it's like a murder mystery type of thing. Right. Or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not really and, supernatural, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's like, it's like a straight kids on bikes thing. And then it becomes not a kids on bikes thing. Mm, okay. And I, I remember watching it being like, okay, cool. This is right up my alley. And being like, oh, this is, this is a horror movie. This is not, it's like, not on my alley. Very, Towards the end, I'm like, oh, this is all. This is a fucking horror movie. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Copy that. It's like the ending <laughs> of know. what was it? Kid Detectives. It was the same kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a pretty fun movie. And then you get to like that last ten minutes, like, oh, this is a fucked up movie. God damn. Yeah. Basically the same exact thing. Like tone, just a huge, humongous tone shift. Yeah. Um. But hey, guys, thanks for listening to us ramble about this stuff. You can really go back and like just watch a billion episodes of us talk about this these movies. Um, but hey, I'm glad that we can finally put it down on record. Yes, and I'm sure we'll talk all about it stuff next week with the, with the connections and the ties, and I'm sure we'll go into some extra stuff. Oh, for sure. Uh, about what we liked and didn't like about Afterlife and how it ties into the first two movies. Yes. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, and maybe after that, we'll actually do a wrap up episode. We'll see what happens. Are we doing the wrap up? Or are we gonna do? I mean, I'm down to do a wrap up. I don't remember. I have a giant list, but I know that also, Bebop is coming out, which I've started yeah. my rewatch of the anime in anticipation of it coming out. Even though I don't know if I'm gonna really even like the live action, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. So let me re let me finally rewatch the anime first. But yeah, I mean, we could. I'm down to do either way because I haven't watched the show yet still. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's down I'm, for you. I mean, I'm down to do a wrap-up. We can just do a wrap-up, and then I'll just... We can just talk about it or whatever. Because I'm going to watch the live action regardless yeah. of if I do watch the anime or not. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely have seen it. Yeah. Um. So we can just discuss it on a, a wrap-up if we want to. Okay. Um. But we'll play it by ear. So thanks, guys, for watching. Thanks for, we'll see you back next week. See you, guys. With Ghostbusters Afterlife.